Now, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. As time goes on, as we watch him, he looks over at Liam and says, I'm sorry. We're trying to save a wish from you. Matt. And it's funny that I'm tearing up at this because it is a ridiculous moment. It is just a moment in a D&D game. And like I said, the numbers don't matter. None of this matters. It's all just on paper. Then why am I tearing up right now? <laughs> why am I feeling this emotion? Are you feeling emotional about your favorite D&D show? Do you find yourself interpreting each episode as a morality play about your own masculinity? Well, my broskies, you may be suffering from a medical condition known as being a soy boy beta cuck. Being a soy boy is a real medical condition where your body isn't producing enough testosterone, the hormone responsible for your masculinity. But fear not, because there is a solution. Testosterone replacement therapy and anabolic steroids. Now, with testosterone replacement therapy and other anabolic steroids, you can increase your testosterone levels and regain your masculinity. Oh, and the best part is you can continue to enjoy Critical Role without shedding a tear or scaring off those good old hoes. So don't suffer in silence any longer. Talk to your doctor about testosterone replacement therapy and anabolic steroids and take back control of your masculinity. Uh, well, you heard it here first. Welcome back to the Black Latch Games podcast. As you have heard, there's an epidemic, a uh, terrible epidemic, facing the tabletop gaming hobby. But it need not be the case. It need not be the case. Because it wasn't always that way, and it doesn't need to be that way in the future. Isn't that right, Matt? Absolutely. And uh, got to give a shout out to Frank George TV for providing that wonderful... Yes piece of medical advice that I think all yes. of you need to follow. <laughs> a true public service announcement. We need it. <laughs> Definitely. And that is what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. So if you are interested in knowing what the problem is and alleviating it at your table, stick around. So I think uh, we're going to be watching, commenting on a couple of Choice examples, uh, Matt, about this uh, this this issue. Um, there's definitely a a push. The gaming in aesthetics, in tone, in opinions as to what the the game is for, what the activity around uh, the table should be, has changed uh, dramatically from what it used to be and what it could be, should be. Uh, once once again, uh, there's really a a push for gaming really to be therapy for all manner of uh, of mental mental and emotional maladies yeah uh which is uh very unfortunate to say to say the least um, yeah 
and there's been a uh, complete, like you said, a complete shift in the aesthetics and tone of these games, and in particular in the art of these games. Uh, so we will be addressing a little bit of that in the end, but um, I think one of the main problems that we saw, and this was actually something that came out of our last live stream um, and our last podcast a little bit. I think we touched on this a little bit, uh, but there's kind of this push to eliminate any notion of traditional masculinity from these games, um, yeah. which is, of course, insane uh, because these games yes. uh, primarily have been played by men and primarily are played by men. Uh, and it's it's been that way for, I don't know, 50 years almost. Uh, for as long as it's it's been around. Right. And there's, of course, nothing wrong with having uh, female role players at your table. We've both played in many games with excellent female role players. Um, I mean, pretty much every game I've been in has been uh, mixed gender. Right. So uh, don't take this as uh, saying no ladies allowed. Uh, however, um, there has been, like I said, like a, an, a massive push. And it's not, I don't think it's simply from the, the company, Wizards of the Coast themselves, uh, to kind of eliminate masculinity any sense of traditional masculinity from their products it's it's also unfortunately coming from the consumer and consumer. Uh, yes. that that opening clip we had um we're not gonna be watching that video but this guy made another video that made both of us very angry uh when we watched it because it was just a sloven attempt for this person to graft their own insecurities uh, onto Critical Role. Um, and again, we don't watch Critical Role, so we don't know. Maybe no. maybe these themes actually are in that show, but it seemed very disingenuous. <laughs> yeah, to say to say the least. Um, and it's it's indicative of a like a permeating selfishness of not only the current game creators who have not only nothing to do with how gaming was even 20 years ago, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, an active contempt for anything which is not pushing the next new thing, yep. the next new narrative, the next new product uh, in the most um, shameless and base way possible. The notion, like you said, this, this guy we're going to be uh, commenting on Taking someone else's game now, Critical Role is very much, you know, perhaps barely a game. It's more entertainment, but yeah. it at least presents itself uh, as uh, something which is reflective of what the hobby is. Setting that aside for the moment, this uh, push to get into your games to intrude and um moralize your artistic preference your creative preference your gaming style uh, the way in which you do things what you do and do not include in your games is is really reprehensible and indicative of a of a larger more active problem uh like you said this wasn't uh explicitly mm -hmm. um you know, a crusade or an explicit um, endeavor to 
push aside any sense of, uh, uh, you know, legitimate masculinity or excellence of any of any kind. It yeah. certainly has become that. Uh, yeah, I think in the I think recent past with this guy. Um, again, yeah, it's like I don't think he's trying to push this and being like you have to play your games this way. Like certainly that's not what this clip is. It's really more of just this problem I think with like the broader culture is that there's this kind of acceptance of weakness which is more of an acceptance and exaltation exaltation of weakness, of weakness. Yeah. that is the virtue right exactly and I, which is like just disgusting it's, <laughs> it's, it's completely gross disgusting and, and miserable yeah yeah and and the idea and even if this particular guy is not it doesn't have a what would you say a um a motive per se in, right in that in that regard it's the malaise and the malady is so he's so possessed by it and yeah the much of the gaming consumer uh our consumers are so possessed by this malaise this lack of any kind of individuality any kind of real identity any kind of masculinity or um poise at all there there's no there's nothing there uh emotionally and that uh that chaos uh you know leads them to try and make of role-playing games a therapeutic endeavor um explicitly uh the games are therapy or they are directly commenting on some kind of hot button or pertinent cultural issue inclusion mm -hmm. diversity um what it means to be a man uh, or to be masculine at all um and that's just not the case uh that's yeah and so, the thing is i here's so where gross. i kind of i almost kind of differ on you with with you on that a little bit because i think that these games especially for young boys uh can be kind of an exploration uh, and a little bit of an exaltation of masculinity. This gives you an opportunity to go out and do sure. heroic things that you can't possibly do yourself. You can play a character who is stronger than you and, and, and all these things like these are, yes, uh, you can do that. And the, the difference is that we just hold very different values than this slug. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I think with that, we should probably switch over and, and see what he has to say. Yeah, let's so, let him speak for himself. Yeah. And, and I will. Uh, you guys should strap in. And as uh, Scott Garibay told us, uh, watch mm -hmm. what these two men with uh, Adonis like visages Adonis -like have visages, to say. That's right. Right. That is the thing. Before this point, he could not let them in. He would not let them in because that's not what a good man does in his eyes. But now that the lie has broken, it is shattered and he is forced to look at who he is. His friends are allowed to come in. They see him at his absolute weakest point and they tell him, we'll help. You're gonna be good enough. You're gonna be okay. They give him his magical items and he even proves himself without any powers. He steps up to the plate as he is. And he shows them that he can be a good man, that it is a good man that is inside of him, but he had to stop putting on that mask. 
And honestly, this leads to my favorite allegory of the entire story. Because as he found out who he was, who he wanted to be, how to be a provider while still... I don't think this guy knows what an allegory is first. What an allegory is yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Well, the that idea he's... that there is an allegory at all is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like, this is like when... Right. When... Uh, What's his face in, in Anchorman? You know, he said, well, when in Rome, you know, just completely misusing a term. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Allowing other people to help him to be the man that he hoped he was. He went and talked to Vandrin. He found him again. He spoke with him. And what did Vandrin do? This pinnacle of who Ford wanted to be, who he pretended to be for some time. Vandrin found happiness, found peace. He did what he could to help those around him. And then he let himself be happy. He rested and took care of himself. And Ford, after all this time, after figuring out who he was, he was a protector, he was a fighter, he was a warrior, he too chose to just let himself be happy and love. There are too many people in the world who are convinced of this image of themselves that they think they have to be. And you know what? I know that my audience is a large portion of it because, hey, it is almost all men. So I know that you- Press X to doubt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you guys have dealt with this. I know that this pressure to be a man, this masculinity weighs on everybody. And I think Travis did an incredible job exploring it, showing it to its fullest, and showing that, honestly, it's bullshit. No, there is nothing manly about just shutting yourself off. There's nothing manly Whoa. about just not accepting help. There's nothing manly about not accepting the fact that you have the weight of the world on your shoulders and you have to accept help with that. This is abominable. Yeah. This, this is, is this is really <clears throat> abominable. Right. Uh, first, you know, like like we said, that this is being put forward as the main takeaway <clears throat> for from a D and D game. game. From a D and D game. A D and D game <clears throat> that is explicitly meant to be very surface level um, entertainment. That. This is your takeaway, uh, injecting uh, these ridiculous fantasies about what you think a man is and isn't. And then secondly, your opinion on what masculinity is, is completely inverted and completely wrong. Yeah. That is what it is to be a man, is to take on the burdens of the world around you, to bear that responsibility and to... Um, be there for people who aren't able to step up to the plate. Right. That's what, in very, very, very simplistic terms, that's that's a core aspect of what being a man is. Yeah, it's, it's knowing that no one's coming to save you, that primarily right. your life is within your own hands. Like, this is... This is basic 101 man shit. And it's yeah, it's right. incredible to me that the that base level is being tossed out the window and said, oh, that's not what it means to be a man. That's bullshit. It's a lie. That's insane. It's completely you know, crazy. Color? And and also yeah. to be clear, we're not gonna show it just because it's it'll take too long. I mean, we don't want to dwell on this video for for too long, but the whole previous part of this video, the scene that he's talking about is this character who is a warlock who is uh you know constantly having his his patron god or whatever it is i don't i don't know the rules so <laughs> i can't i can't really comment there um 
is constantly uh, demanding things of him that he knows to be wrong and that he doesn't want to. And so he even has his powers taken away from him by his his patron when he doesn't when he disobeys. And in this ending scene, you know, he basically uh, throws away his faith in this this deity entirely and says, you need me more than I need you. I'm going to walk away and essentially takes control of his entire life, does the hard thing, puts away the easy power for a much harder path. Um, he basically turned his character into a normie for a while. I, th- I think I think eventually he becomes a paladin or something. You know, he changes classes. But this is like the the analysis he's giving of what I saw from from his video is wrong. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, by his his own his own uh, narration of, of of the events. You know that is a masculine arc that is uh, laudable. Uh, you know, if you want to take the time to pick pick this apart that way and to be so right in describing the situation and have the exact opposite conclusion is just astonishing right and, it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like how do you come to, it's yeah. like, how do you get that out of that story yeah. that's that's two plus two in, that's equals. kind of impressive <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it's it's crazy to me. There's actually uh I think I have it up. There's this um there's this great Nietzsche quote um that basically it's it's talking exactly about this. And this isn't this is about man more broadly. You know, this is this is not simply, you know, males. This is this is mankind. But Nietzsche said uh what is good? All that heightens the feeling of power the will to power, power itself. What is bad? All that is born of weakness. What is happiness? The feeling that power is growing, that resistance is overcome. Nothing that he is describing matches that at all. Like in any way, he's basically saying, throw all of that away and just, you know, get help from everybody and there's nothing wrong with getting help from people when you need it. I'm not like that's not what we're saying, but the onus is on you to at least try. Yeah. Like have you tried trying? Like <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the that's the prime virtue is to uh acknowledge that you are powerless, utterly powerless and that uh you need to break down uh, to uh, ruminate, commiserate yeah. on uh, on you know your your shared misery or the troubles of and and that you should be doing that surroundings in a D and D game. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like this is essentially in a, in a sense these role playing games, especially Dungeons and Dragons, fantasy, all of this stuff. It it is like a kind of a power trip. It's a power fantasy. And sure, like you're you're deliberately throwing that away. This is a way where you can explore heroic stories, right? And you're taking this seemingly heroic arc, you know, even if it's just heroism on a on a personal level, and and sure. you know, pulling the rug out from under it and making it villainous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any kind of striving, bad. Any kind of personal ambition 
or achievement born of strength bad. Yeah. Uh, you should not take a step forward. Uh, you know, boldly face challenges. You need to shrink back, you know, with the herd, with the group. And cry. Uh, you know, and cry and dwell on... And cry on, on YouTube. <laughs> and cry on YouTube, as, as, as we will see. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've said before and we'll say again, you know, gaming is primarily not about having fun in the colloquial definition of the term, but by these people's own definition of, you know, this, this person I'm sure would be among the first people to say, well, it's just a game in a different context. Yeah. To inject all of this real world nonsense into the mix here, that itself goes against the idea that this is just for fun right. anyway. It's wrong, wrong, wrong on all levels. Yeah. Yeah, and Awful. and again, I have much more of a problem with this because it's it's injecting evil values. Like I am I am kind These of are fine. Evil values. Yeah, I am fine with people exploring good values, you know, and and you can even explore evil. Uh, you know, this is like this is a more of like yeah. a fundamental storytelling point. You know, when you sure. make a piece of art, um, which I'm not sure you can call critical role art, but it is it is a performance that is made for audiences. Uh, the if you're exploring evil, generally you're not, you know, reveling in evil. That doesn't make for a good right. story. Generally, when you are seeing these like this, like getting down into like grime and 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 villain acts of villainy, it it's usually to show the opposite point. You know. It's to expose right. what is wrong there and to They're overcome exposing it. the results of evil. Right. And evil acts eventually lead to bad outcomes, horrific outcomes, or yeah. tragic, uh, miserable outcomes. And revealing that, like you said, exposing the fruits of that, that's what holds the reflection up to the player, to the audience, depending upon the medium you're yeah. talking about. And even and, it's like think think about like uh sitcoms or or so, like some of the mm. some of the best sitcoms it's like Seinfeld and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. These characters are right. basically evil people. They're bad. They're <laughs> right. they're like right. they're jerks. They're like selfish in like the worst sense of that word. Um but they basically they always they they never get away with it. They always pay the price, right. you know, like they're, yeah, they yeah. they always end up right back where they started. They're not growing, you know, as people. No. So in yeah. that way, like you can you can make stories about evil and and have it be entertaining, even funny. Uh, but mm -hmm. you don't take <laughs> you don't look at, you know, <laughs> Mac, Dennis and Charlie in that show and go like, yeah, that I was be that yeah, guy. I want to be that guy. You know, <laughs> like that's not that's not what the show is about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, and this, this, what would you call it? This, um, let's call it an opinion. This, this opinion this guy is 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 putting forth. <clears throat> what, at least to me, when I was watching this, when you showed this to me for the first time, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I was asking myself, why, why am I getting so, why does this seem so gross to me? Why, yeah. why, why is it I, so revolting? Because not only is that the case, you're this this guy's injecting a truly 
evil worldview and a truly evil uh, opinion of men and mankind yeah. uh, that is it's essentially a nihilistic and a basically it's a cynical um defeatist worldview very defeatist uh, and I, I have which is I have, it's it is complete loser energy and i have <laughs> right i have no yeah. respect for that because people people yeah. like this like will they think like this and then their lives don't turn out very well and they'd never realize it's because largely because of that mindset like you cannot right uh oh god who said this it might have been Kevin Samuels. Do you know who he is? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I called him, uh, he was Black Jordan Peterson uh, to make. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. Um, yeah. But he has, uh, he had a <laughs> wonderful, I think this might have been his motto, but it's you cannot outcompete your worldview. You mm. really can't. And if your worldview no. is that masculinity, all of these feelings that I have and this, you know, these struggles that I have, you know, it's all bullshit and I need to just let go. Like you're never gonna amount to to anything. Yeah. You're gonna let go, and you're going, and fifteen years are going to go by, you know, like that. Right, and you're and gonna get you're gonna get fucking steamrolled by people and made fun of by tiny YouTube channels. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and right and rightfully so. Rightfully so, but yeah. but but more than that, you're going to be you're going to be bitter, hateful, and resentful of anyone who is doing better than you, and. Mm -hmm. by you know the world you've created by not striving for anything uh you're going to hate the world itself because even baseline reality will be intolerable to you and, that, yeah. and that's what we're seeing all all around us it's it's this you know loser this impotent loser energy that's exploding um in you know a, a childlike rage against any and all things good. Yeah. And and it's that, that's it is, that's why this worldview is evil. It's the exaltation of weakness and yeah. like I like the amount of people is it's staggering the number of people who when confronted with anything hard in their life will just fold immediately. Yeah. And it, when you don't fold when you stand up to people or you know overcome some challenge the feeling that you get from that is there's nothing like it there it's is indescribable. it's indescribable that's, that's what makes it all worth it yeah that's what makes it and worth it's what it makes but if you, you never if you never do that <laughs> yeah. you end up like this which is like yeah. The exaltation ruminating of ruminating over over a, a, a cartoon entertainment. Exactly, um, it's it's crying you know, about an adult swim product. cartoon. Yeah, yes, crying at a Coca Cola commercial. And that that's what we're seeing. That's what the the millennial Zoomer consumer culture, all the Funko Pops, all the comic books. Remember this. Remember this. Remember this. You're living in the past. You're living in a fantasy uh, because you haven't faced the world at all yeah i mean that was um, a time in was, any meaningful capacity it was a time when you didn't have to because you were a child right you were a child you were a child yeah and it was safe and everything was taken care of for you um 
so yeah, this is just like it is really insidious and, and awful, and it's kind of crazy that yeah. this became the topic for our, our episode today. But I mean, this I <laughs> I just kind of scrubbed through this video when I first found it, and I was like, oh man, this guy's a loser. And then I sent it to you, and then you sent it, you know, texted me back, and you're like, I'm really angry. And so I went back and yeah. watched it, and I got very angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just... Yeah, and, and and there's there's one more point I want to bring up on th this this guy's video before we 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 move move it along. So all that we've said, having been said, all that aside, um, th there's also just something. There's something um, repugnant about observing someone else's tabletop role-playing game even if it is critical role and it's meant it's meant to be broadcast right mm -hmm. so it's it's fundamentally different in that in that regard from from every other uh, gaming group uh, or gaming gaming session but to look at that inject yourself into that dynamic and then choose to pull out of it this self-serving loser narrative yeah. out of it it's just it's just gross it's it's wrong and it's 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 revolting you could make a case that observing a movie a play a painting reading a book at the purpose or one of the purposes of of that is to draw your own conclusions the creator is presenting some kind of struggle they're presenting some kind of um, reflection which you're is not supposed to be explicit if, it, if the message is explicit it's generally speaking bad or boring yeah, it's or not trite. very good yeah so you know you can make a case for something something like that although i would i would argue any uh you know taking taking the tack he he's taking is 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 always wrong but um to force yourself into someone else's table uh you know the group dynamic is not meant to reflect a struggle for an audience or to explicitly put forward a worldview mm -hmm. or um, some kind of personal narrative as such. And to like, it's, it's like, you know, he's going in, in, into the table and, you know, stealing it. You're, you're, you're stealing the magic away for, for ill-begotten gains in some yeah, way. And that, I'm not it, sure if that makes sense. No, but. it does. Because uh, the first clip that we showed in the opening of the podcast um, it, he does in the end of that video, uh, talk about his definition of art and to him, art is something that is produced where the artist knows what he has gone through. Like he can identify with that, which is like, that's not what art is. No. I mean, you like, you do have universal human experiences that get communicated through, through art, but it's, sure. it, it's a, it's like, this is not some personal thing where they have touched upon or that you that your experience of feeling weak and not being able to overcome things 
or in not even striving and trying to and outright rejecting it, that that is this key human universal human experience. Right. Um, like he's got a, a pretty, he's got, he's pretty twisted up here. Um, and yeah. it's, I mean, it shows through in the guy's videos. Like he's, he, he cried at a critical role game. That's crazy. Yeah, like, that That's crazy. Good, like that, good that God. you, <laughs> like how, how, how brittle emotionally do you have to be to be moved to tears from, you know, a game of yucks for yeah. the most part. You know, this is this is not high art. And, and not having not any shame mode. about then going or on YouTube and shit. crying. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, like, do another grip, take. Man. Do another take. Yeah. Come on. This like yeah. it's 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 really like this is just utterly, utterly disgusting. Yeah. And people seeing this and being told that this is this guy this guy's ideas are the paragon of moral virtue that you should be striving and, and ordering yeah. your life toward. Like, get get real. Like, and, and, and here's the thing. This is not some small YouTuber. Let me, uh, I'm just going to switch over here and minimize the video a little bit so we can get a look at the channel page. This video has 198,000 views. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, people are eating this up. And that's the kind of people who are watching Critical Role. I don't want to pick on Critical Role Getting too much, into the hobby. But getting into the hobby. Yep. These getting are the into people, the hobby, this is what they think the, uh, the, the hobby is. It's crazy yep. to me. Like, when I was 9, 10, all, you know, even now, <laughs> from the time I was 9 <laughs> years old playing these games, like, I wanted to, to play characters that were cooler and more interesting than me stronger than me more courageous you know this was a like a way of mentally playing with things that i wasn't sure i was i was comfortable doing yet you know because right. like you as a child you know you i wouldn't be you know if i was confronted with a dragon i wouldn't be able to <laughs> slay it i'm pretty sure i would have been terrified but the idea For is sure. to to <laughs> em, is to like embody values of courage in in, in these sorts of things um so it's 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 and of course, you can do other things in in these games. We, right. oft, the, these we things, often do. These, yeah, the, these things aren't explicit. You know what what you're talking about is absolutely right, Matt. It's it's all implicit in how you're approaching the hobby. Um, you know, it would it would be bad enough if this if if he was making these things um, sort of explicit requirements, even if you know, as a matter of course, you know that you should. Your game explicitly should be about, right. you know, positive striving. That would be bad as well. That would just that be would also be bad. bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm more talking about like on a personal kind of ethical level, though. Like right. my this is just that my philosophy is embraces those things, and mm -hmm. this man's philosophy clearly doesn't. I mean, he explicitly rejects this, um, and yeah. it's. I mean, it's just this is this is really bad. Um, yeah, but I, I think this is not what the hobby is for. This is not what the hobby is for. It, this is just it's it's crazy to me that someone would make this video, would debase themselves, <laughs> debase way. themselves, yeah, and then and then have the audacity to say that this is what real masculinity is. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, so anyway, I think I uh, said it better. 
what we should do now. Because again, like last time when we talked about Garibay, that was not exactly, you know, a problem with Wizards of the Coast or, you know, the products or anything mm-hmm. like that. So what I think we should do from here is move on and see what Wizards of the Coast is doing because uh, they just had yeah. their uh, new product launches and announcements and, and whatnot. press release and announcements. Yeah, so we'll yes. check in on um, how they feel about masculinity. So yeah, let's let's check what uh, Wizards of the Coast has to say on the topic of uh, getting new players in and what kind of people they're trying to attract and uh, whether or not yeah, that's going to line feel? up. What's the feel? What's the vibe? What's the purpose? yeah? Let's just what, what let's we, just check the pulse. Here? Yeah, we'll just check the pulse here. This video is sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. So what do you say? Interested? I don't know. I'll I'll think about it and I'll get back to you. Oh, okay. Well, no worries. We can talk about it later. So you want to game with your friends But they are all new and have trouble playing pretend It all seems so hard to be in the right cards just to play But luckily hope is not lost Despite how it seems, there is very little cost. In fact, it's quite painless, in some ways even brainless. And so I will teach you today. First, you get your friends together. And yes, you have them. Pique their interest. And then you grab them, show them life. What the fuck is this? Fuck. What the fuck are we watching? <laughs> this is something that Wizards of the Coast produced. <laughs> a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. For, uh, for anyone who's, who's uh, listening to this in an audio format, um, what we're watching right now is like what can only be described as an anime that has been drawn in Microsoft Paint. Yeah. At about four <laughs> frames art. per second of uh, a girl with green skin and an elf and a boy with cat ears. The man, a the guy, the guy who's that. singing. Yeah, he's a cat boy uh, talking about how to get your friends into D&D. This is what the fuck is this? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's you would back. even need fucking uh, uh, adv- advice for this is is fucking ridiculous. They paid a guy on Fiverr. $35 for this animation is what they did. <laughs> that guy, oh, my God. Yeah, that guy uh, scammed them, by the way. <laughs> this is not worth $35. <laughs> True. Five plays or front short clips or even the D&D movie. Then set a time to start playing weekly. Make some characters that uniquely fit their fantasy. Or dumb memes or something completely left field but groovy. Tell them it's their chance to star in their own series. Where they can do anything. Save the world or be the villain. Use an imagination. You can even smooch a king. This all sounds fun First and the everything. Chick is but... the man. Say that again. Of course, the uh, uh, for those those uh, those just listening, there's a little uh, dance dance uh, scene in the uh, the female tiefling, whatever she is, uh, dipping the uh, the male the male dance partner. The male who was a king. Of, it was the male king. Yeah. being dipped. Oh, who yeah. who is this for? Who are they advertising to? Yeah, Arrested Development Zoomers. I I guess is. Yeah, I mean, what they've described so far is, well, just that, describing what D&D is. What do you do? 
How do you get for your friends to play? You set aside a time and you describe to them what D and D is. <laughs> yeah, that's like. The, and if you don't, if they don't if they don't want to do that, you just keep asking. <laughs> you know, that's a good just sales keep pitch. Asking. Like, yeah, this is and. <laughs> But it's it's also it's like clearly this is, you know, there's uh, I would say that this is not exactly uh, hiding that this is queer coded, if you will. Uh, yes. There's the the cat boy um, and lots of it's I mean, this is like a, someone's Tumblr art come to life. Yeah, but it's, here's the it's thing. clear. It's obvious. I don't know a single gay man or lesbian woman. Who would watch this and be like, I want to play D&D now. <laughs> this is, Literally none this of my is friends. lame as hell. I know. None yeah. of my friends <laughs> would watch this and be like, yeah, let's do that, whatever that is. Like, yeah. so it's, I don't know who they're appealing to. I, it's yeah. the, except that maybe since it has this cat boy who I think is wearing like uh, thigh high stockings, this maybe yeah. they're trying to court like the alt right. Uh, like <laughs> you know, like the, on Twitter, they usually have like the anime of profile anime. pic, the the cat boy trap, yeah. you know. So are they? Is Wizards of the Coast courting Nazis? Is that? Yeah. I mean, is that's that the, who the, they're the trying? The big question to... here is this one big alt right dog whistle. This is really I, the question we need to be asking. Yeah, I think it might be. It might be. And I have a few concerns. Like? I can't voice actors sing good songs. Embrace the bad. It's fun as heck. I'm scared I might get rules all wrong. Just make some up or you can check. But who will be the dungeon master? Who knows the most or the bravest friend? But what if it all ends in disaster? Learn from mistakes and try again! Grab pen and paper and starting rule set and that's all you will need to start that game of D&D with your friends. Can I have cars and laser guns? Sure. Go like fantasy then do sci-fi. Any setting can take its place by making homebrew or funhouse rules through Custom tailor your grand adventure. D&D is so much more than how you start or how it ends. Print some sheets and grab some dice, then go and grab your friends. Ah. You know what? I actually do want to give it a try. <gasps> yeah! Holy shit. Jesus Christ. You know, it's funny. I, I watched... When you sh you sent me that, that video, I I watched it a, a, a couple times uh, to make sure, make sure I, was seeing, I was seeing reality here. But watching it right now, again, I... I think I have an answer to, to that question. You know, it, my mind goes back to last week we were talking about Garibay and all the all the all that could be said mm -hmm. um, about that 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 guy who this is courting and and it goes back to what we were just talking about about that other guy's video they wizards of the coast are courting young people who've been brought up in this uh this culture of weakness, this culture of despair. And again, we watched through the whole video. They didn't do anything except describe what D and D is. Uh, what if I can't? And what if I can't voice act? What if I get the rules wrong? Well, it's okay. It's okay. Just do it. The corporate mommy is providing uh, um, 
<laughs> is providing the uh, you know the the grace. Uh, you know your 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 virtual corporate mom dad are giving you permission. It's yeah. okay to do this thing. Yeah, it's okay to indulge in this activity. Also, this is like you said, very obviously queer coded, uh, and so this will be socially acceptable. This is on the right side of history. This right. is this has all of. There's no wrong think here, so you can be safe. And you have permission uh, yeah. because you have no creativity for yourself. You have not, uh, you're on SSRIs and <laughs> you're living in a fucking world of, of absolute despair and you can't take any initiative for yourself. So here, uh, here's you know what? Why don't you go, to tell you, you it's you okay to You can re-roll your initiative though. You can, you can re-roll your initiative. You I, know you, I know you didn't get a good score that time, so you can re-roll that again. But it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay, sweetheart. Yeah. Like, holy shit. That's exactly shit. what this is. Yeah, this, you're totally right. This is corporate mommy and daddy, you know, giving you the, the D&D pacifier and the binky. Exactly. Uh, and saying, it's God, okay dude. that you're into age play. That's what it's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what this video exactly. looks like to me, is like these fucking, like, age play yeah. freaks. Yes. Yeah. You know, live outside of reality. You can't. You can't even take the initiative to... Uh, engage in a uh, an endeavor of the imagination, but here here we are to tell you in nice jingly uh, jingly music and uh, childlike animation style that it's okay, you're okay, you are safe to consume and enjoy and indulge in this product. Like I want whoever made you will this not video. Be challenged. Yeah. Whoever made this video, I want to shove them in a locker. Like this is, we do need yes. gatekeeping. We do need bullying. This is yes. disgraceful. I can't, like, who the fuck made this? And how did how did Wizards of the Coast? <laughs> I can't believe yeah. Wizards of the Coast released this. This is so crazy. Yeah. I imagine having these people at your table. Imagine the quality oh, of the game. God. Imagine, imagine the schlock. I mean, you would be, you'd be lucky if you it, got Schlock. Schlock oh would be a blessing. Yeah, that'd be a, that would be a blessing. Can I can't even conceive of the kinds of characters that people who made this or liked this video. Let's see how many likes it has. That's actually a really good question. Oh my God, it's I too bad they took despair. away the dislike. I'm sure, it's off the charts. Yeah, they took away the the uh, dislike. We got a thousand comments. Twenty four thousand likes. Holy shit. And this shit. went up, what, a couple hours ago? Yeah. Earlier this, this afternoon? Yeah. As of recording? Oh, my God. God. Just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely this unbelievable. This is what it has become. Yeah. This so, is D&D. This is the hobby. This is being made by people who hate any normal value. This correct. is super weird. This is here to be a, um, what would you say, a, um, a surrogate daycare for babies. Yeah, is what this is. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. I mean, like, and this is the thing. Even when I was a kid, I would have been like, "This is stupid." Yeah. Like by the time I was nine yeah. years old, ten years old, started playing D and D. If someone showed me this, I'd be like, 
That's lame. I'm not gonna play yeah, that. Exactly. The minute the minute you're out of I mean, out of diapers and, and not like, not watching Sesame Street, <laughs> this is like lame as hell. You'd be, you'd be, be getting beat up by the D and D kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> the D and D kids yes. would be knocking your books out of your hand and stuffing you in the locker. The hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> like this this is just <laughs> utterly shameful. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? Awful. I think what we do have is an antidote to this. Yeah, we need some hope. Yeah, we, we need, need some we need hope. Some, uh... And we can, uh, and maybe not even hope, but just looking back to a, a better age. And uh, yeah. what we wanted to do, and we've wanted to do this for kind of a while, but this just presented the perfect opportunity is to kind of go yeah. through some of the art of the Old older editions art. of Dungeons and & Dragons. Um, and so went and found a bunch of... Uh, Jeff Easley pieces, and uh, I'm trying. Scott Garibay is the name that's coming to mind. I know that's not his name. <laughs> oh no! Uh, who's our Who's our other artist that we that we got? Who? Uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll pin it in the comments. Yeah, it's. Uh, I gotta look this up real quick. Great, uh, impactful, um, good uh, art that is food for the imagination. Is food and fuel for dramatic role play engaging activity at the table uh for players for gms and even though this what we're we're going to be going through this is art i i think primarily from the 80s <clears throat> uh hey this art is you know it, it's preserved forever on online um just because the recent product has washed out flat digital overproduced um, art assets that convey no sense of emotion. Um, there is material for you to draw inspiration from. And again, even, even though this is, um, you know, an aesthetic, shall we say, from a bygone age, largely speaking. Yeah. Um, just because this is the shit that D and D is putting out, putting out now, that Wizards is putting out now, that so many other companies as well are also putting out now. Um, who cares? You don't. You do not need to be beholden uh, to that. Uh, seeing an old art, people still go see old, centuries old uh, portraits, landscape paintings, pieces of art, opera productions, uh, and moves them to create something good in in this in this day and age. So right. Uh, let's 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 get some counterbalance here. Yeah. Let's get some let's get some, some hope. Leech. Something that actually gets the imagination fired right. here. So we uh, have definitely uh, this this one. This one is, uh, excellent. Great. So this is uh, this is a Jeff Easley piece, and uh, the other artist whose name was escaping me with my massive brain fart uh, is Clyde Caldwell, uh, who also made some uh, yes. really really incredible, um, yes. so many incredible paintings. Um, but yeah, I mean this stuff is like incredibly evocative. Like, there's an immense use of color. Uh, there's light and darkness, chiaroscuro. Yeah, like, perspective. There's depth yeah. and perspective. And it also preserves kind of the weirdness of what Dungeons & Dragons was in a bygone age. Um, yeah. And... The horrifying things are horrifying. Right. And and this... This, wonderful. Again, this is a Clyde Caldwell piece. For those of you who don't know, uh, Clyde Caldwell uh, did most of the paintings of women in the D and D art in the eighties. Um, and he just painted the, the female form 
magnificently. And sometimes in yeah. proportions that made no sense uh, from a physical perspective, but that's, as you'll see, exactly generally how the <laughs> the men look like bodybuilders as well. It's yes. an idealized form idealized. of the human yeah. body. Um, and again, yeah. who, it's... Who wouldn't want to be an idealized form, right. especially in a role-playing game? And it's, and it's, again, it's like this entire different mindset and kind of underlying philosophy of everything is that these are people who, when they painted these things, the characters had strength and competence and beauty and fitness all at their core and it's just assumed you know who's evil in the paintings and you know who's good or at least you know who the protagonist is and and who right. you know the enemy is because some of these characters in D&D games were also seedy characters they're not always you know sure. perfectly cut and dried heroes and, Thieves and, and villains and assassins and you know yeah and here we have some wonderful chainmail bikini going on. Uh, another, yeah. This is another Caldwell piece, as you can see. Um, but again, yes. it's just like these pictures are amazing. And they and make even, me... And even oh, this. Oh, here we go. This yeah. is actually... This is a, a photo of Clyde Caldwell. Um, if, uh, <laughs> Clearly. This is, yeah, this is, this is a photo of the artist himself. <laughs> I forgot. The I penultimate form of the true apotheosis. We'll go back. We'll go back, yeah. So... Even this, obviously, I'm I'm not even going to give time time of day to the obvious uh, normie, you know, grug brain, um, you know, uh, objection to to this to this piece. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no real background here. Yeah. Right. Even without a landscape uh, in the background here, there's a fallen fallen tree. There's a a skull. There's some some birds flying in the background. Um, you look at this this chick's pose here the face what the whole this tells a story yeah. you know like to a, to a certain degree or at least if it doesn't it impl- tell a full story it 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 impacts an an image a feel um an immediate understanding that's that's a D&D character right? right that's someone that you could encounter or you could be or Whatever the, that's the a case, hero, the someone case may be. And, and someone who can yeah. conquer. That's things. a badass. That's a fucking badass, exactly. Yeah. So there's Clyde again. Uh, yeah. Again, another Clyde piece. I think that the that it may have sorted the pictures. <laughs> this, <laughs> these are supposed to be mixed up. But again, this Fair is enough. another like incredible, incredible piece. You have a yeah, like, beautiful like, woman, a beautiful mm-hmm. woman, not a woman who's like mid or ugly for no yeah. reason other than that is what then 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 people are trying to see themselves in the art now which is insane right. it's it you know i want to be ne- inspired point, yeah. by things i want to be inspired Correct. not to see and myself call to action yes call to adventure call to adventure and call to be something great something ideal something interesting and different than myself um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, there's just, there's an obvious appreciation for, uh, beauty and breasts on Clyde Caldwell. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Clyde I mean, Caldwell's hell part. yeah. This again, this is, yeah, uh, this. another easily piece. This was the cover of the second edition AD&D player's handbook. And again, this is a story is being told. There is action and yeah. depth and these are characters of power. Like the action isn't overwrought. 
Right. It's Which not someone you see. flying through no. the air in an action pose to to right. swing down their hammer on the the giant like the new player's handbook. It's like there's I hate, there's yeah, a, I hate that piece of art. There is there is some level of grounding here in reality. There's a again um, reactionary principle gaming made a video about verisimilitude in games and what in how he wants to to have that. This is why he doesn't like mm-hmm. uh, high fantasy and high magic. And it's because it is more right. grounded and it is more resonant. Um, and that's, to me, this has verisimilitude. Even though it is fantasy, and I've never, you know, ridden a horse through a canyon holding a uh, sword like right. that. But it's... Uh, it's Even with the use the use of, of color and what the, uh, the, the background is fading in, it, it, fading out, it's, it's very dreamy. It's not entirely clear where, where this is or what's happening, but it, it, it makes you sort of fill in the blanks. The attention is drawn immediately to the figure, the hero. That's a right. player character. Is yes. he being pursued by this hooded figure? Is that another... It, it, it's not clear, but this guy is moving with purpose. Right. Um, and the, the background... The shapes and the lighting, it's evocative, but it's unclear. It's, again, very dreamlike. It's like right. the fantasy. It's coming out of, this guy's coming out of your imagination. And it's a it's jumping off handbook. point. Yeah. This is, yeah, exactly. This is what you could, this is who you could be. This is what you could do uh, in this, in this, in this world. Yeah. And it's grounded while still being fantastical. You yeah. You speak about fantastical and iconic. You know, this, this piece here. This um, is, I uh, assume, uh. One of the Dragonlance pieces. Yeah, and this is Tiamat in the background. The uh... or or Tachesis, uh, uh for my uh, my uh, my nerd lore uh, uh-huh. about the Dragonlance uh, campaign setting. But yeah, this is this is the, uh, a very evocative moment in in the stories. It conveys, you know, like not only is that horrifying, but that's bombastic. That's cool as hell. That's a that you know this this scene this temple this dome yeah. structure and you know she's rising out of out of the the smoke and the fumes uh and this, she's pulling you know, the this chains elven maiden taut. is being yeah like she's even even as a as a prisoner she's she's you know, that, still that's a, that's a player character ex- exactly the heroic defiance she's standing in this heroic defiant pose pulling upon these chains like it is heroic and inspiring and oh yeah and let's let's uh forget all these uh girls were never allowed in D D. you know that's what yeah. they, they would love to say there's no you know <laughs> this is so insane yeah. <laughs> it's so completely insane yeah. oh my god yeah okay here's another one badass yeah badass this is yeah, fucking you not, badass you not your yeah, there's no no dude who would say this is objectifying. You know what this guy, anything, even though, but this guy, yeah. what he needs to 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 know is that everything that he's doing, you know, being ripped and holding this <laughs> magic sword that he's just you know defeated this dragon or or has his you know this dragon is is his and belongs to him. That's all bullshit. You got to throw all that masculinity away because it's it's all fake. You just got to accept exactly. help from your friends. That's what you should fake, be doing. Yeah, fake and lame. Oh my yeah, you should God. share that. You should share that magic magic uh, item with uh, with uh, the group. There's someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's someone in a wheelchair who needs it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, like piss off. Oh, this one is yeah. awesome. This is great. Yeah, um, we have an elf ranger, I assume, who looks as if he's uh, dressed slightly problematically, and uh, <laughs> what appears to be some sort of. Uh, 
reminiscent of Native American garb. Uh, so whoever painted true. this, cancel. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah. Uh, this standing, might also be Dragonlance too. I don't know. Yeah, standing next to a dwarf. This might be Tannis. Um, and again, this is just incredible. The lighting is amazing. Like, just the faces, everything. Yeah, the everything pose. about this like makes my imagination start on fire. You know, and like yeah, I want to. In a even, and this is the other thing. This whole thing of oh, how do you get your friends to play? It's like show them this. Show them this, like. Dude, who like don't hassle them and don't oh I'm too afraid to play with the rules. Who's gonna be the dungeon master? Look at these pictures. Look at these pictures. Yeah. You will want to DM. You'll want to do this. You will want yeah, to like, play. This is cool as fuck. Yeah. I want to be in this world. I wanna go to those towers in right. the background. I wanna be or I wanna meet uh that this this dwarven uh, this dwarven warrior with the plumed uh, helmet. Where did he get that helmet? That helmet is is cool. It has horns from some animal or beast or maybe a monster. He's he's slaying the double the where, double. Where are these guys going? Axe. What adventure are they going on? Where are they going? You know. Yeah. Here we have one of my personal favorites. Yeah. This is a painting again by Clyde Caldwell. Shocker, called Midnight Snack, yeah. that I uh, assume is in the Ravenloft setting. Uh, because it is a buxom vampiric lass uh, who has just killed someone right. and drank their blood. Yeah. But uh, again, Which is, in, in and of itself is pro is uh, is problematic yeah. indeed. Uh, of just, course, uh, as as we know from from certain certain voices uh, elsewhere, uh, vampires uh, should uh, should not be uh, should be held to the same the same standard, even though they kill people nightly. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is the old Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Player's Handbook. So from first edition, I am assuming. Um, yeah. Badass even, wizard. Even this. It's a badass wizard, and it's, you know, it it's maybe less clear as to where where he is. It's more, you know, this at least to me, it's it's putting over, what is it, what is a dungeon master? Yeah. What is, what, what is, are you going to be doing? And what is magic, you know? You know? What is magic? It's this. What is, this is yeah, magic. exactly. Weird wild cosmic uh, power being you know cosmic power taken out of the air shaping reality bending these uh these these things to your will uh just as this this chick is uh, perhaps doing summoning yeah, something summoning something a demon perhaps uh yeah surrounded in a, you know a, uh she's in a circle of power of some kind that she's made surrounded by candles and has a you know an esoteric tome as there's green smoke wafting out of this this kettle below it's her. Crazier here. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's cool. Beautiful, idealized female form. You know, it. This yeah. is someone who is fit and powerful, and obviously doing something of of great cosmic import or possibly cosmic evil. You know, it's yeah. there's a story and something interesting happening here. Yes, there's something interesting and and grounded. You can imagine this happening. Yeah, it's again not the action pose. It's not right. It's not a video game or an anime pose. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not even a comic book pose. No. Oh, this one's good. Oh yeah. This is a uh, hero facing down a giant red bad dragon. Badass dragon. Badass dragon. And this is something I love the way that the old dragons were done. Especially by Easley, because like, yeah, look at its arms. It's like it's got like human musculature to it, you know. And this is yeah. something that they've they've changed drastically. The dragons uh, as they appear in 
fifth edition and even yeah. i think third and fourth edition by that point they were kind of really changing it to have more of like this feline style they, t- they talk about it in eye of the beholder uh the D art movie um but i vastly prefer this i mean because it gives one of the things about dragons is that they're intelligent mm. you know and this this yeah, giving animals giving this kind of almost human musculature appearance to its arms and its chest, it makes you think there's something else going on there. Because again, it's bringing it closer to humanity, you know, in a way. Right. And this, this puts over the colossal, um, you know, archetypical power, the strength, the power, in this case, a, a red dragon, the evil will, he looks like Satan. Yeah. Uh, this this dragon, like in you know, in uh, a, ren- a, a rendering of like you know, something out of Dante. And this and this almost. player character in the foreground is not turning to run; he's no. drawing his sword. You know, facing he's doing it. something heroic. He's facing a challenge that he might not even be able to overcome. In fact, he yeah. probably won't. You know, probably won't. But but by God, you know, he, he's going to do it anyway. I, I like the. I just I, I, a note I you know again the the full uh, context of the background it's it's unclear but I, I like the you know everything around the dragon it's you know there's no fire but it's lit yeah like there's an inferno it's right. barren it's rocky and then beneath and behind the hero in the path of the hero there's verdant uh, grass yeah there's uh, there's like a more pure light that's hinted at behind it you know it 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 all goes to the to the the artistic storytelling this is a hero this is good versus evil or love it or basically like power and testing your will testing yourself Mm -hmm. against something that is so much greater than you you know right it's incredible this one badass Badass. This is, uh, I think, I don't remember the title of it, but it was something about Mars. Uh, I think this is a Caldwell piece, but yeah, it's like a, these two Maybe gladiators. Maybe this is a John Carter piece. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, these two gladiators. Uh, one of them, you know, stepping on the body of the other that he's just slain. Super yeah, holding sick. the bloody sword. Yeah. You know, in in victory. Yeah. This is a Dragonlance one. I don't know if you're familiar yep. with the character. I am not. Uh, I'm not. Theros. Uh, but I think I think they're they're forging forging one of the first dragon lances. Yeah. I suspect. Um, what the case what the case is uh, is here. Incre- but yeah, you're that's getting this. In- yeah, this like incredible again lighting and depth and uh-huh. like there is a there very much is a story being told in this painting. And again, this dude yeah. is absolutely monstrously ripped. And he's forging yeah. this lance with a minotaur. This is so yeah. sick. And this is, again, this is like virile, masculine power. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This one. Uh, yeah, something from so Vampire. Good. Yeah, so good. This is a Vampire the Masquerade uh, piece. Um, so evocative. 
Yeah, you've showing got the, off the punk aesthetic. Yeah, the punk you know, and the gothic the leather aesthetic. Jacket, uh, all black, the sunglasses in the full moonlight. Right. Great. So good. And what are you doing as a, va- a vampire? You're yeah, killing people. Murdering you're drinking, people. You're drinking, yeah. you're drinking their, their blood. I so like that the, you can live. The doves in the background, it, it, it evokes something. Maybe it's the yeah. soul of this, 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 this guy. You know, not literally you know, speaking, but it's all... You know, it's artistic storytelling. The fog in the background, the 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 aesthetic of the whole thing, the the rose. You know, where was this guy going? Was he there to to leave a uh, a rose on his his wife's gravestone? And he now he is uh, he's with her. Who knows? Yeah. Who's to say? But um, but um, again, very cool. It shows off the coolness and the monstrosity and of the detail and like detail. I think. Um, but you know what I, I think we should do real quick is uh, just once again, let's check in on Wizards of the Coast, see how they're, they're, they're doing. Back to you. Oh, okay. Well, no worries. We can talk about it later. So you want to game with your friends, but they are all... This is what Wizards of the Coast is making yeah. now. Yes. What a sad, sad world we live in. Yeah. How, how the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have um, fallen. But well, again, you know, that, the schlock that Wizards of the Coast is putting out, the absolute terrible live plays that you're seeing on YouTube and on Roll20, the miserable content that is out there, uh, the style of gaming and the opinions on gaming that you're hearing from everyone out there, um, all trying to shove this down your throat. Yeah. Um, you do not have to do it that way. Uh, you shouldn't do it that way. And that's the difference um, is like now it does feel like they're trying to shove shit down your throat and trying to get yes. make you subscribe to this stuff. Whereas, you know, uh-huh. when we look at that other art, I want to buy that. Yeah. I want what to a buy concept. that. Make something, yeah, that's evocative, that pulls I want to buy in. that. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't want this. I do, yeah, I don't want this. I want this. <laughs> I want to yes. buy that. This is incredible. Anyway, we are about 10 minutes over what we usually do. But I think it was, uh, excuse me, oh my goodness, that Dr. Pepper. Uh, <laughs> I think it is important that we, yes. we explored a little bit about this. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, mo- most, most definitely. And you know, th- this is part of hopefully laying the gr- the groundwork or putting our shields to the wall against um, you know th- this tide of of trash that you know is just confronting us all, uh, left, right, and center. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we're gonna continue to get back to talking about tips and our opinions on specific aspects of gaming. Yeah. But we are going to continue to revisit, uh, you know, the larger context as well, um, you know, when and where it, it makes sense. Because really, you know, Matt, like you said, they are shoving this down all of our throats. Right. And it's becoming more um, and it's, and it's pretending. More prevalent every day. It is pretending that this is the changing face of the game, you know, that it's that this, you know, all of you 
and this is crazy because we're not that old. We're in our mid thirties, but yeah. all of you old guys, you know, and your crazy notions of, you know, this traditional masculine ideal, you can't leave the, the hobby fast enough. And we're getting yeah. all these, there's, this is what people want now. And yeah, it's not cleaning house. the, yeah. the majority of the people who are buying products are still dudes and dudes mm -hmm. like this. Yes. This yeah. is what we like. So, mm -hmm. oh my God. And we're not going anywhere. And we're not going anywhere. Anywhere. But uh, we're also not buying you. Wizards of the Coast products. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely true. Except, except Definitely. this weekend, our tickets to see the D&D &D uh, movie. <laughs> the yeah, last we... Wizards of the Coast purchase we'll ever make. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and stay tuned on that front. Yeah. Uh, we will have something for you in that regard. In the not too distant future but on that note that that cliffhanger i think uh we'll call it call it there until the next one the next time until next but, time remember indeed. no apologies no compromises no compromises are you beta male beta 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 beta